Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Well, friends, welcome to Wednesday night. I don't know about you, but I'm sure glad that I'm a Christian. I'm sure glad that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I, all that's going on in the world today, I'm telling you, Paul wrote it 2,000 years ago. He said, in the last days, there would be perilous times. That'd be harsh times and, and hard to deal with and dangerous. And, you know, we, we live in that day and hour. This world, and, our, and if you haven't noticed, our nation, I mean, it's, it's, we've lost our moral compass. And we don't, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we do know our Savior, and we can, we can count on that. But it's important to know that uh, in our own mind, in our own soul, we, that we have peace and we have comfort and we can take comfort because we are called to be a light in the darkness. And if we're, if we're in the gray area or in the dark area, we're not going to be that light. So tonight I want to continue on. Last couple of weeks I talked about, uh, been talking about the prosperous soul. And last week I talked about what it constituted a poor soul. And we'll talk about that just as a review here in a few minutes. But and then tonight, I want to talk to you about the truly prosperous soul, how to have one. Amen? Now, over in 3 John 2, which has been kind of the, 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 the theme scripture, it says, Beloved, this is John writing to his friend Gaius, and he says, I pray or wish that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. How many of you know God wants us to prosper in everything that we do? <laughs> I, when, you know, we use that comment of health, he wants us to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Well, he really does. Wise in the things of God, wise in the things that he wants done here upon the kingdom. He wants us healthy. If we're sick and, and, and out of it, doesn't, it's not a, um, something to be condemned about. It's just what the enemy wants, but God wants us healthy and he wants us wealthy to help get the kingdom out. Amen. The, or the gospel and the kingdom, uh, get it out to the nations. But if, we, if we're not, uh, it's very difficult. Now, you know that the soul makes up your mind, your will, your emotions. We've talked about that again and again. When you're born again, when you get accept Jesus Christ, your spirit is made brand new. <laughs> he didn't just take it and buff it out and make it a little better. He, it is brand new. It just came off the assembly line, so to speak. It isn't like a car that you've had an accident or had a number of years and you just go out and buff it up and fix it up. No, it's, it's right off the new assembly line. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians says, you become a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Isn't that good news? I mean, that is good news. But now uh, we have to understand though that God takes our spirit and makes it brand new, but he, we have a soul, which is made up your mind, will, and emotions, and a body. And so that's why Paul tells us over in, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. That's partial of that uh, verse 1. But in verse 2, he says this, that we be transformed, amen, into the image of our Savior, Jesus Christ, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How many of you know he has that for us? He doesn't have any second best. It's all best. It's all his best. Amen. So God made our spirits brand new. Our responsibility 
is to take our bodies and walk and, and bring it under subjection to the Lord and his word, our body and our soul. Amen? Amen. Now, if your soul is not prospering, we've said this many times, you will not be prospering in any area. Last week, we mentioned the eight things that constitute a poor soul. We're just going to review that before we get into the things that constitute a, a, a prosperous soul. That's what we want. Say tonight, I want to be prosperous in all things that God has created for me. So you say that. I say that for myself. I have to remind myself that I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. I'm pressing on now. Forgetting those things that lie behind, Paul often said, or said in Philippians chapter uh, 4. Forgetting those things that lie behind, I press on. That's actually chapter 3. But he's pressing on, reaching forward. That's what we're to do. We're to reach forward. Don't be looking back where you've been. Look ahead where you're going. Amen? You can't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror all the time. You've got to look out to, to, to where you're going. So let's review a minute. What, what constitutes a poor soul? And you said having a lack of knowledge. You know, that there's a, uh, something, well, what I don't know won't hurt me. Well, what you don't know could kill you. <laughs> if you're driving down the highway and the bridge is out, and it's dark outside, and if you don't know that, you could run off that bridge and kill yourself. Well, there's a lot of other examples like that. So what you don't know can, can cause you to not to be prosperous in anything. Being controlled by your uh, desires of the flesh. I mean, you know, there's a, we all have flesh. And some, it, it's, 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 we're supposed to bring it under control. Amen? And if we don't, we'll be continually... Uh, uh, controlled by that, and we won't be able to uh, function the way God wants us to function. And then thirdly, being weak, indecisive, double-minded. I mean, we met some double-minded people that, that up one day, down the next, here, there, always, always never understanding where they're at, always double-minded, talking out of both sides of their mouth. <laughs> That's what the old saying was. Third, or uh, uh, focusing on negative uh, on negativity and your feelings all the time. Well, I feel. See, we live in a society today where everything is based on feelings. Well, if I feel like a certain way today, don't bother me and don't tell me that's not true or that's not the way I should be. This is the way I feel. Don't you feel? I'm, you know, you hurt my feelings. Everything is about feelings and emotions, but we shouldn't be focusing on that because it'll lead to a poor soul. Refusing to change. I may have seen that. There's, the old saying is there's a pain to change. That's, that's absolutely true. You could be doing something that really wasn't good for you, but you don't want to change because you're so used to it. You become comfortable with that. And if you don't change, you can't, uh, you can't go ahead and fulfill what God has for you to do because if that old creature has passed away, we got to begin to instill some new things into this new one and walk in the newness of life. But refusing to change, defending past behaviors, and making excuses for ourselves. Wow, how many of you do that at times? I've done that. <laughs> well, did you do that? No, I didn't do that. You know, finding blaming someone else. Kids, listen. As soon as we're born into this world, we we fall into that because we're born in a sin nature. You know, <laughs> did, did did you hit your brother? No, I didn't hit my brother. When you know you did, <laughs> it was his fault. He did me first. Right? You always find that. We do that as adults too, don't we? 
Well, I, it was it was a mistake. I, I didn't, I, it wasn't my fault. It was somebody else didn't tell me to do something. I mean, you can find every kind of thing you can think of. We need to get away from that. Spending all your time on natural earthly things, earthly things. Wow, that's so easy to do in our society today, isn't it? It's so easy to do. Where there's been abundance, isn't it amazing where there's been abundance, we have the hardest time to control ourselves, where there's great abundance. What else? Allowing emotions to control your attitudes and your behaviors. Wow. There again, I've said it before. There's where we get road rage. There's where we get separation in families and, and division in husbands and wives and people in the church even. So we allow our emotions to control our attitudes and behavior. And the last one is allowing fear and anger and bitterness and gossip and negative thinking to consume us. Well, we're, the world is full of that right now. You don't, have to, you don't have to watch much television or listen to much radio reports to know that we're living in that kind of a, a atmosphere right now. But God's got a better way, amen? He's made a way. He, you know, uh, I mentioned we've been made brand new, you know, and, and it, just thinking about if, you, if you've ever had a new car and it, and it comes off the assembly line and it has all these gadgets and all these things on the car, guess what? You get something called... Uh, you know, your, uh, your uh, book that tells you your instruction manual, how to, how to operate that car. Well, guess what? When God made us brand new, our spirits brand new, he gave us an instruction manual. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> That's the book for me, amen? That's the one that tells you how to live, how to, how to operate in his kingdom. Because now you're in another kingdom, my friends. You might live in, in St. Joe, Illinois, but our home is really heaven. So we're just passing through. So we got to know how to live in the kingdom. And if we're going to do that, we need to have a what? A prosperous soul. Wow. I, number one tonight. What would give you a prosperous soul? hungry to learn and to change. You know, it's important. <laughs> I, I think of people that uh, don't have very much, don't, uh, some of the third world nations where they starve and they will walk for mire, miles to get a little bit of food, a little bit of, uh, I've, you've seen this on missionaries where they, uh, they come and hand out food and they're, they'll walk for miles just to get a little bowl of soup or something or a little bit of bag of grain. I'm telling you, that's a physical hunger. Well, we ought to have a spiritual hunger to change into the, the image that God has created us to be, the new life that he's created us. Over in Matthew 5, 6, it says, blessed are those who hungry, hunger and thirst after righteousness. And it goes on to say, they will be filled, filled. I wrote some things down uh, in the scripture that says what you can be full of, amen? Romans 5, 14 says, you can be full of goodness, filled with all knowledge. Uh, Ephesians uh, 3.19 says, filled with all the fullness of God. How would you like to be filled with all the fullness of God? Amen? But you got to hunger for some things. You can't say, well, it's just going to fall on me like apples out of a tree or something like that. No, you gotta, you got you to gotta go after it. you got to pursue it. And the, the proof of desire is in pursuit. Amen? Well, I'd like to have that. You know... I'd like, to, I'd like to sing like some people on our praise team, or I'd like to play the piano like Cheryl has for 40 years. But you know what? I really don't want it bad enough to pursue it. But if you want the things of God, you pursue him, amen? And he'll give you the things you need. 
Philippians 1.11 says, filled with the fruits of righteousness. Colossians 1.9, filled with knowledge of God's will. How many of you know you need to know what God's will is for your life? Not only personally, but what he has set up for us all to have. All the, all the people of the body of Christ. How many of you know he wants us healthy, wealthy, and wise? He wants us filled with his spirit. That's, that's a given. Amen? Now, if he wants you to go to Africa, you better know that he better be telling you. You better search him out till he tells you that. But otherwise, there's so his perfect will is, is, is uh, something we have to prove for ourselves. Amen? Secondly, what? Having a, a mind that meditates God's word and, and follows its precepts. Listen, let me just, let me just turn to uh, uh, Psalm 1. I wasn't going to read this, but I think I will now. Psalm 1, it says, in Psalm 1, blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. How many of you know we need to get away from the ungodly stuff today? Nor stands in the seat of uh, the path of sinners, nor in the seats, sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, their delight, our delight, is in the law of the, of the Lord and in in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit, its fruit in its season, where whose leaves, leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Amen? Having a mind that meditates God's word, thinks on God's word. Here's what Joshua 1.8, you know these scriptures. I'm just giving you a reminder tonight. I'm reminding myself tonight. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Well, I've heard it said, uh, I heard Keith Moore tell a woman said, you just need to meditate the word uh, day and night. She says, uh, you, can't, you can't do that. She, he says, well, you're meditating something day and night, whether it's, whether it's the word of God or not. But it says, uh, Joshua says that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You want to have a, a successful, prosperous soul? You have to do certain things. That's, that's, that's God's will for us. If we want, God, we can have all God that we want. You can say what you want. Well, I don't have time to do this or that. You have time to do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Remember that. So you can have time to be in his word. You can have time to pray. You can have time to worship. You can have time to magnify him as much as you want. Uh, number three, having a dis uh, disciplined mind and will that agrees with the spirit. Amen? That's what we need to do, be in agreement. You know, the, uh, 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 the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they were in complete unity. Complete unity. Well, we're to be in complete unity with body, spirit, uh, spirit, soul, and body, and with the Heavenly Father. Amen? So here's what uh, Romans 8, 6 says. To be carnally minded, that means fleshly minded, thinking of the flesh all the time, is death. How many of you know that? Thinking about yourself, thinking about what you're going to do, thinking about your, all the time is to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. You're thinking about the things of God, thinking about what he wants you to do, thinking about you know, the, the new man that, or woman you become because he's born, uh, you've been born again. Philippians 2, 5, you can read the whole thing sometime. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. 
And that and you can go on and read that where it, he, he humbled himself and he gave himself over to do exactly what the father wanted. Amen. But it, what I want to say, the comment said, adopt Christ's attitude of unselfishness, servanthood, humility, and obedience. Amen. That's what that whole passage says. Second uh, uh, Philippians two, uh, second Philippians five through eleven. You can read that for yourself. But it talks about that, uh, about servanthood. I mean, you know, that's God's will for us. That's God's will for us to be servants. But we're also called friends of God. We're also called children of God. Amen. But He wants us to serve what humanity, serve Him and serve humanity. So that's what Christ came to do. He served, He was a servant of all. Amen. But he wants us to be like that. He wants us to be obedient to the word. And what does it say? Having a disciplined mind and a will that agrees with the spirit. Amen. Number four, focusing on godly thoughts and attitudes. How many of you know <laughs> thought, focusing on those thoughts? Over in uh, Proverbs 23, 7, we've mentioned this many times. I have over the years and, and you've heard it many times. As a person or as a man thinks, so is he. What are you thinking on? What's your thoughts like? You can go over and read Philippians 4, 8, which is extremely good to read about what you should be thinking on. Think on these things, Paul said. Whatsoever things are lovely, true, and virtuous, and full of pra are praiseworthy. Think on these things. Amen? Do those things, and you'll have peace in your life. Well, where do you need peace at? In your soul. <laughs> in your soul. You, you certainly need it more today than ever, I'm telling you. It, this, this is a, war, a world we're living in today, and it's, it's not getting better. I don't want to burst your bubble. I, it's not getting better. It, it's, it last days, Paul said, would be perilous times. But we're not to, we're not to enter into what the world's going on, what's going on in the world. Uh, the other night at prayer, there was a, a, just a, 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 a song, little song came to Lisa, and she began to say, uh, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And all these problems, all these things, I'm just kind of going, we'll, we'll turn away, you'll turn away from those. Be lost in his presence, amen? That's what we're to do. How about number five, confessing your faults openly and seeking change. Boy, that's hard to do sometimes. You know, it's, it's hard to confess what you've done. Now, when I say confess, you don't have to go tell every person everything you've ever done and oh my in fact we need to get away from that some people do but where it says over in James 5 16 confess your trespasses to one another in other words have somebody you can uh, can hold you accountable that you trust that you you consider a good friend or and the Lord and go to them and then it says and pray one for another amen amen pray one for another it's so important. Pastor Scott on Sunday was talking about forgiveness and, and he's going to talk more about it. Now, if you haven't been listening to these on Sunday, you need to get in and hear, hear the word of God. It'll inspire you. It'll lift you up. Well, I don't have time for that. You better have time for it because it's the only thing that's going to save our souls in this day and this hour we live in. But in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, our trespasses, our, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. Amen. Isn't that good news to know that we are forgiven? Forgiven. God has forgiven us. Don't hold up. Listen, he's forgiven us. We should forgive ourselves. In other words, I'm not saying we're the forgiver, but we can say, because God has forgiven me, I can say, 
I hold nothing to that charge, my charge, in Jesus' name. Amen. I confess my sins, Lord, in Jesus' name. And if, if David, who was, <laughs> David had sinned, highly sinned, if we know that, well, he, he, he committed adultery, had somebody, their, a woman's husband murdered, killed, and yet um, he was forgiven, amen, and then he was a man after God's own heart. And Paul, Paul who had persecuted the Christians and put them in prison, and, and, but when he asked for forgiveness, God forgave him, and not only forgave him, but he says, God holds nothing to my charge. In other words, he does nothing against me. How I many of you know it's, that, takes a God, that takes the grace of God to do that? Amen? Amen. I've, I've heard of a story, one time I mentioned this, I think it, it came up in my mind. Uh, we, we had a guy in, Jesse uh, Mathis had a guy in one time, we had him, it was at full gospel meeting, I think, or at the banquet, uh, his banquet. And it was uh, the claw hammer killer. And a, man had, a young man had killed two people in St. Louis. He thought that he was on PCP and, and he had, uh, he had uh, killed this man, older man, and, and this person, they thought they were aliens. You know what that his man's wife did? She was an older woman, she was a loved God. She took her Bible and visited him in prison. And he ended up getting saved, turning his life around, got out early and began to preach the gospel. Now that's true forgiveness, my friends. True forgiveness, and it takes the grace of God to do that. Now, number six, we got haven't, haven't got too much time left on here tonight. Having a mind that is set on the things in heaven and God, and what God is involved with. Colossians uh, three, verse one through three. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, and not on things of the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ. What, what is God in heaven involved in this day and his hour? Well, he's redeeming mankind. He's reconciling the world through Christ. That's what he wants. And he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. We're his agents here on the earth, and we're to be a blessing to others and, and bring others into the kingdom. Number seven, having control over feelings and emotions. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, we have authority over the powers of darkness. We have authority. We can have authority over our minds and what we think and, and so forth. So it's important that we get there. Amen? Amen. You need to talk to yourself. Not only talk to God, but talk to yourself. Say, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can think on good things. I can do good things because I've been, I've been renewed, made new. Amen? Number eight, having a pure, positive, and joyous heart, a heart of gratitude, thanksgiving, and praise to a wonderful God, a wonderful God. Amen? You need to say that, God, you're so wonderful to me. Thank you for being so wonderful to me. And there's many scriptures you can find for this about praise and thanksgiving and worship and, and different things. But some of the ones I like are found, a lot of them so many found in Psalms. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's, that gives you, when you begin to do that, you begin to uh, um, not only praise him and magnify him, but you lift yourself up. Psalm 95, 2, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully. Hallelujah. I hope you got some joy tonight. 
Well, I ain't what I got to be joyous about. I'm a new creature in Christ. And when this old body fades away and is gone, I get to go to heaven, which is far better, Paul said. Amen? How about Psalm 100, verse 4? I love this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and in his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. What good news that is, my friends. And how about over on uh, Hebrews eleven six, <laughs> He rewards a diligent seeker. Amen. He'll reward your soul when you begin to seek after him, when you begin to go after him. Be diligent, be a diligent seeker of the Lord and your soul will prosper and be rewarded. Let's go to the last, again, the one we started with. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That's for us tonight. You want your soul to prosper? Begin to do those things. It'll bring you out of the muck and the mire. It'll bring you out of depression and despair. It'll cause you to, um, to be the light in the world. It'll cause you to walk in the path that God has called you to. And remember, the degree that you allow God into your life is the degree that he can work in your life. So be, so be blessed tonight. Let's pray before we get off here as we always do. Father, we thank you. I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice that they're being renewed in the spirit of their mind in the very place that they live. They're thinking about the good things, thinking on the prosperous things, on the things that give them life and health and prosperity and their soul will prosper. I thank you, Lord, that you've called us for such a time as this to be the light and, and help people get out of the darkness into that glorious kingdom. And we thank you so much that we, oh, we thank you so much, Holy Spirit, that you're in our lives. We just give you praise and thanksgiving tonight in Jesus' precious name. And everybody out there said, amen, amen. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.